Chapter 6 of the book of Exodus begins with God's reassurance to Moshe. Moshe went to Egypt, went to Pharaoh, and perhaps he thought that in going to Pharaoh with his brother Aaron, everything would change. But what did happen in chapter 5 is that not only did things not change for the better, they actually seemed to change for the worse. Pharaoh took away the straw, made the people forage for the straw to produce the bricks. The quotas could not be met. The Jewish taskmasters were beaten. Uh, They went back and complained to Pharaoh, it's not fair. And of course, that was to no avail. And Moshe goes back to God and says, it's not fair. Moshe goes back to God and says, why did you send me? It's only worse. You didn't save your people. And chapter 6 begins with God saying to Moshe, you will see. You will see what I do to Pharaoh. He will send them out through the intervention of the strong hand. And because of the strong hand, or through the strong hand, the hand of God, he will chase them out of his people, out of his country. And now we have in chapter 6, God begins to speak to Moshe. God, and here the name Elohim is used, spoke to Moshe, I am the Eternal. This speech begins in chapter 6, verse number 2, and it goes on and continues all the way through chapter 6, verse number 8. Verse number 8 is, I will bring the people into the land that I swore. Raised my hand means to swear. I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to the people, to them, as an inheritance. I am the eternal. So the speech of God begins with the words, the first verse, I am the eternal. And the last two words of the speech in verse number eight, and not only that, in verse number six, Rachein, Therefore, and I'll come back to what precedes the therefore in a moment, tell the people, I am the eternal. And then God continues, I will take, I will take you out from the suffering of Egypt. I will save you from the slavery. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. Verse 7, I will take you to me as a people. So you have these uh, terms, and then a fifth verb in verse number 8, so these, these verbs of redemption, 4 plus 1, this is what God tells Moshe will happen. The purpose of all this, says God, is vidatem, at the end of verse 7, you will know. I am the eternal one, your God, who brings you out from the suffering of Egypt. So it's actually very interesting over here that God describes to Moshe in chapter 6 the purpose of leaving Mitzrayim. Interesting because in chapter 3, when God encountered Moshe at the burning bush, God also spoke of a purpose in leaving Mitzrayim and taking the people out of Egypt. And there... It's quite different. The language of chapter 3, the language of the burning bush, God said to Moshe in chapter 3, 
Verse number 17, For Omar, I said, says God, I will bring you up out of the suffering of Egypt. These Canaanite uh, nations, to the place of the Canaanites, to a place flowing with milk and honey. And um, even prior to that, in chapter 3, when God first speaks to Moshe at the burning bush, I have certainly seen the suffering of my people, verse number 7 of chapter 3, I hear their cries, I know their pain, I will go down to save them from Egypt, and to bring them up from that, from that land. To the land of the Canaanites. So it's similar to what we found later in verse 17 with the additional phrase, Eretz Tova Urechava, a good and a broad land. Perhaps the good and broad land, Rechava, a broad land, plays off Mitzrayim. The word Metzar actually in Hebrew refers to a narrow space. I will take them out of the narrowness of Egypt, the suffering of Egypt and bring them to a broad land, and bring them to a land of milk and honey, and bring them to the land of the Canaanites, these powerful nations. In chapter 6, in our chapter, it doesn't mention milk and honey. It has a very different cast to it in chapter 6. In fact, in chapter 6, the key phrase is not actually about the land. The The key expression is, Ani Hashem, I am God. And it strikes me that we have over here two different purposes to bringing people to the land. The purpose of chapter 3 is to bring a suffering people into a broad land, out of the narrowness of Egypt, out of the suffering of Egypt, out of the slavery of Egypt, That's the sense of chapter 3, a safe haven for suffering people. And the reason God says that to Moshe in chapter 3, because God address, addresses the Moses, who himself has three times intervened on behalf of the, of the weaker party, whether it's the daughters of the Midianite priest, whether it's the Jews being beaten by the Egyptian, whether it's the Jews being beaten up by a fellow Jew, Moshe takes the side of the oppressed, never the side of the oppressor. So Moshe, God speaks to Moshe in a language that Moshe can understand. In fact, at the end of chapter 2, after Moshe has named his son Gershom, the Torah says in the very, very end of chapter 2 that the uh, king of Egypt died and the people groaned. And the Torah uses four different verbs to describe God. Vayishma Elohim in verse 24 of chapter 2, God heard. Vayiskar Elohim, God remembered the covenant. Vayar Elohim, God saw. Vayeda Elohim, God knew. Three of these four verbs appear in chapter 3. God said to Moshe, I hear their cries, I know their pain, uh, I see their suffering. But the verb that's not mentioned is to remember. And that verb is found in our chapter in chapter 6. I remember the covenant. Only in chapter 6 does God speak to Moshe of the covenant. And the land that's described in chapter 6 is not a safe haven. It's a land that God swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
It's a holy land. It's a land where God speaks. It's a covenantal land. It's the land of our sojournings. And the purpose of the land in chapter 6 is a place where you can connect to God. The land is important because it's a place where you can fully be yourself. You don't have to live on someone else's agenda. You can live on your own agenda. You can create your own moral community. Why only in chapter 6 is Moshe told about the covenant? Only in chapter 6. And I believe the answer can be found in chapter 5. The covenant of Abraham is a covenant which is realized fully only after four generations or 400 years. You pay a severe price for the covenant. All covenants are bilateral. Obligations on both sides. And the covenant, the price of the covenant is the suffering, is the being a stranger, is the slavery. So it's initial suffering, but seeing yourself as part of a covenantal process. In chapter 5, Moses went to Pharaoh. He thought he would be successful right away. But in fact, things got worse. He turns back to God. Why did you send me? You didn't save your people. And God's answer, in effect, is now you know what it means to be covenantal. Now what you know it means to be the son of, the spiritual son of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who themselves never fully possessed the land. They possess it symbolically. They are strangers and sojourners. Now you understand. Now you take your place alongside Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now you can be covenantal, and that's your mission. Your mission is not about the present. Your mission is to set up the future. Your mission is to enter in the covenant, which I remember, was Koret Briti. And the land in this context is the medium to fully connect to God, Ani Hashem, which begins God's speech and ends God's speech.